Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Today's scripture reading comes from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27. And the context for this scripture is a father speaking over his children advice. A father's wise advice. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet following from following evil. Here ends the reading. Sermon, take seven. Sermon, take seven. That's true. Seven times I've tried to begin this sermon. Seven times I failed. Because I wanted to begin this sermon with painting a picture of the possibilities of what our world could be. I've grown weary about talking about the current situation that we face in our world. So I wanted this sermon to start with this upbeat, to be able to help you paint a picture in your mind of what our world could be. But every time I tried, I got stuck. It was like this mental barrier that I couldn't jump over. So I just want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you about living a life of integrity. Because when I look at everything that is happening with the pandemic, with Black Lives Matter, with individuals who are continuing to divide us unintentionally, when I listen to the untruths, fake news, lack of information of wondering what is true, what is not true, people not acting perhaps in ways that I would like them to act, governments being uh, government officials giving us a sense of security, I get frustrated. And I think that frustration is built upon something that I see outside of myself, but when I pause, I see also within myself. And that is the word integrity. The value of integrity. And that's what I want to share with you and talk with you about right now. You see, the word integrity in the Latin shares the same root for the word integer. The word integer is that of a whole number. They are counting numbers. One, two, three, four, and on you go. Those are integers. They are whole numbers. 
And so integrity, if we learn from that other word, integer, we begin to realize that integrity could in its sum be understood as wholeness. The sense of living a whole life, a life that is not fragmented, a life that is put together, that is the root of the idea of integrity. In the ancient times, they also valued integrity, this sense of wholeness. We find this especially in the wisdom, tradi- the wisdom traditions. In the book of Proverbs that we find in the Hebrew Bible, the writer relies upon wisdom And while not using the word, paints a picture of a life of integrity. As you read the Proverbs, you'll find these little parallelisms, two lines where you say one thing and then the next line you say it again but in a different way. And in Proverbs, these parallelisms talk a lot about integrity, of what it means to live a life of wholeness. In our scripture passage that was read from Proverbs chapter 4, we find this idea of a father who is bestowing upon his child words of wisdom that will lead his children to living a life of integrity. In the New Testament, There are many individuals, many scholars, who believe that Jesus was one of these wisdom teachers. And so if you read carefully, if you listen carefully, you can find Jesus giving you these elements of wisdom, of how we can live our life one of integrity, one of wholeness, one of completeness. When Christianity moved from the east to the west, as that transition took place, one of the things that occurred with that was the desire to understand how one could live a good life, a life of integrity, a life of wholeness. By then, they were not relying as much upon the teachings of the wisdom literature And instead, they had shifted in another direction. And they believed that to live a life of integrity was to obey God, to obey God's rules. Now, when you take that literally, it creates problems. Because some of those rules that we find in the Hebrew Bible, some of those rules no longer apply to our culture and to our society. Things have changed a lot over the last thousands of years that have taken place. And so we have to choose which laws and which rules we will take and obey in order to live a life of integrity. What if, however, instead of focusing upon those laws and those rules, instead we looked for the values and principles that were behind them? What if we took those values and principles and we used those as the basis by which we would live a life of integrity? And so that's what I have a dream of. I have a dream where individuals in a society will be rooted and founded upon integrity. So how do we get there? 
I offer you three steps for your consideration. Number one, the first thing we can do is moral reflection, a sense of discerning for ourselves what is right and wrong. That's hard work. And there are some who would prefer not to do that work. And so they really don't know why they think something is right or why something is wrong. It's more of an an emotional response. And if pushed, they can't tell you, but they sense that it is right or it is wrong. And that can work for a while until life starts to get messy And then when what you thought was right or what you thought was wrong is challenged, if you don't have a grounding for that, it can leave you in the midst of a a sea of, of storm, of turmoil, of these large waves that come crashing at you. Other individuals don't want to take the time for moral reflection, and instead they look for something outside of themselves. It's kind of like putting together a car model, or perhaps you buy a a playground or a, a, a swing set for your backyard, and you have all these directions. All you got to do is follow them. And I think in some ways, that's how many individuals come when it comes to moral and their moral sense of right and wrong. They want someone outside of themselves to tell them, you do this, you don't do this. You do this, you don't do this. This is God's will. This is not God's will. And again, that can work for a period of time. But eventually, it will create the same problem of those people who really don't stop and think about it at all. When you're faced with a very difficult and challenging situation that shakes you to your core, then what? That's why it is so essential that each of us that we take this information from other people, just like the father who spoke words of wisdom to his children, we listen to all these other ideas. But ultimately, we have to take them for ourselves and allow our values and our principles to determine for us what is right and what is wrong. And that doesn't mean that once you establish it that you're done. There's a tentativeness to it. Instead of squeezing and holding on tight, this is right, this is wrong, this is what I'm going to follow in life, instead it's more of a sense of holding something very lightly and occasionally coming back and reflecting upon it again and asking yourself, do I still believe that? Is that truly right for me? Is this still wrong for me? Over the last two weeks, going into three weeks, we watch protests. Protest of the continual exposure that we get now that we have our phones and our cameras of individuals who lose their lives to a police officer. We become aware that black lives do matter But why now? There are more white people who look like me at these protests than any other protest for in the past few years. Why now? 
Some would say that it is the popular thing, so they go out and do it. Is it possible that instead these individuals have felt inside that it is wrong, that black men lose their lives to a higher degree to police forces rather than white men? Is it possible that we have felt that that was wrong, but something happened? There was an enlightenment that took place, and it took that sense of being wrong to a deeper level. That's why we need to continue to be open to moral reflection. And what's amazing about what we're seeing right now is these individuals who have felt that this is wrong, they've taken it to the second step, and that is they have begun to integrate it into their actual lives. They are living their lives intentionally. They are saying that, yes, I feel this is wrong. Now what can I do about it? And so that's the second step in living a life of integrity, is not only do you do the moral reflection, that's hard work, but the one that comes out of that is when we begin to live our lives intentionally so it will harmonize, our words and our action will harmonize with our moral sense of discernment, of what we think is right or wrong. There's so many ways that we can do that. We can do it with our words. In the Hebrew culture, in Jesus' day, it was quite prevalent to make oaths and swear in the name of God. And Jesus, in one place, says very simply, you don't need to do that. And instead, very simple, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Or in other words, mean what you say, and say what you mean. Live a life of integrity. Harmonize what you say with what you truly believe morally is right or wrong. And in your actions, if you believe that it is morally right to be patient toward other people, then live that way. Practice that. And if you will practice that individually, then when you move out into the larger society, then it would be natural for you to take what you believe is morally right or wrong and then live that out. There is amazing amount of social justice issues that are not only facing our country, but are facing our world. The list is so long of all the different social justice issues that face us, and we can become overwhelmed by that. But you have the opportunity to choose those issues that align with your core values, your core moral sense of right or wrong, and you have the opportunity to take those and to make a difference. Now, there are some churches who will create these social justice opportunities. And then as the minister, your job is to try to recruit as many people as you can to get involved in that. And for some churches, that works. But here at Beatitudes, we do something a little different. 
We expose individuals to these social justice issues, and then we encourage, we try to empower them to find their, where their passion is, and that they will be intentional in creating a society that aligns with their sense of morality and right or wrong. And what's fun is you get together and you discuss these things. So for the individual who believes this is so right and other individuals who feels this is so right, and to listen to them dialogue with each other, it's sharing our passions. And that empowers us to be more intentional in how we live our lives. Two individuals talk about this idea of intentional living. One is written by a man named Stephen Carter who wrote a book and called Integrity. And he says the following, I worry deeply about the number of us who seem happy to drift through life. I worry deeply about the number of us who seem happy to drift through life. Activists in behalf of none of our beliefs. Smooth sailing, but really going nowhere. That is not integrity. Brene Brown says the following, Integrity is choosing courage over comfort. Choosing what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy and choosing to practice our values rather than simply professing them. Wow. So to live a life of integrity is first having this moral sense of reflection, of discerning for yourself what is right and what is wrong, and then being intentional in how you live your life. Your actions, your choices are based upon that sense of deeper morality, your values that inform your right and wrongness of life. And so if those are the first two steps, that leaves us with one more, the third. In living a life of integrity, perfection is not the ultimate goal. One individual talks about the aspiration gap. It's what we desire to be and where we are. If we're always seeing integrity as something that we have to achieve, a sense of perfection, then it is easy to become discouraged. However, if we see integrity as not a sense of perfection, but a sense of movement, a sense of journeying forward, a sense of always growing, then we affirm where we are at, and yet we challenge ourselves to where we might be. Hear that again. We affirm where we are right now. We may not fully like it. We may be at times be disappointed in ourselves. But we at least acknowledge and affirm, this is who I am right now. 
But it's also a sense of challenging of I can become more true to what I really believe in. That I can take my life and align it more accurately and have it more in harmony with what's really important to me. That's a life of integrity. So I'm going to go back to how I started it. And that's a dream. We really do need to dream with our eyes wide open. We need to be visionaries. We need to see the possibilities. But allow your dreams and your vision of our world, allow that to be rooted in a sense of integrity, a sense of wholeness. Jesus called it the kingdom of God. Perhaps you have another name for it. But it's a sense of being whole, of having all the pieces aligned with one another. And when you live your life that way, it will bring a deep sense of peace. This week, I encourage you to take the first step. Set aside some time for your own moral reflection and your moral discernment. Use this as an opportunity to really stop and reflect upon the values upon which you're living your life, what you see as being morally right or wrong. Just, just do the first step this week. Begin the process of living a life of integrity. We, we need you. We need you to do that. Because not only will you benefit, but we all will benefit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio empowering people to enrich society.